Thanks for listening to the Issue Podcast. If you like what you hear, then be sure to catch us every week on all streaming services. Make sure to follow our social media. All links can be found in the description of our episodes. And make sure you're emailing us your thoughts. Our email is theissuemailbox at gmail.com. Also, sign up for our newsletter. You can do that by going to our website that we have linked in the episode. All you have to do is put in your email and click sign up. Guys, don't forget to like, subscribe, share with your friends, and thank you for listening to The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Wednesday, June 16th. Loaded show today. A lot to talk about. Fairly fairly busy show, yeah. NFL in the first segment. MLB in the first segment. Man, a lot. Just, we, just a we're lot actually, to get to. I think we're sticking to MLB and, and, and um, NFL today. Yeah. I don't think we're even doing hockey, nothing. Right. Well, the only other thing we usually do is hockey, maybe a little college baseball, but we didn't. We're not going to talk about that today. Um. Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be really good. I'm, I'm excited. And we can always hit a little uh, hockey playoff update there in the news. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, But guys, this is the Issue Podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, go to our Instagram, at the underscore Issue Podcast. Then go on over to our Twitter, which is just at the Issue Podcast. Uh, send us an email. Our email is theissuemailbox at gmail.com. Also, go to our website. Sign up for our newsletter. Okay, the website is in the bio for the Instagram, but it's also in the link tree on Twitter. Go to the website, put your email in, sign up completely free to the newsletter, uh, stay up to date with the show, all the newest stuff, um, and then we have a lot to roll out this month, really. Yeah. I would say towards the back end of this month, a lot of new stuff will be coming out with the show, so you guys aren't going to want to miss anything. Make sure you're subscribing. Um, and also subscribing wherever you listen, turn on post notifications, right? Um, you know, make sure, make sure you're staying up to date. I agree. I agree. So I've been staying up to date on some NFL news, right? And I saw Derek Carr say, I, you know, I'll loosely quote, it's somewhere along the lines of this. He'd probably quit if he didn't play for the Las Vegas Raiders. Hmm. Got me thinking, I'm like, you ever see someone that's uber content, you know, even though they're at a bad job or, like, in a bad relationship, you're, you're like, why are you happy? Like, what, you know, what's going on here? Right. Like, I want to say to Derek Carr, hey, man, you have no idea, like, what you're missing, right? Like, a stable organization, a winning coach. Like, I like John Gruden, but at the end of the day, he's a sub-500 coach in the last, like, 15 seasons he's coached. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl, like, a long time ago. Good for him. We, we we bang on Mike McCarthy. He won a Super Bowl more recently than John Gruden, but John Gruden's got this this some sort of respect, which I, that's fine. But but let's call it what it is. He's not a winning coach. So I go to Derek Carr. I'm like, if I could, I'd say leave, leave right now. So now I know he has to say that, and and for me, my, I want my franchise quarterback to say something like that, right? You, you give the normal good response, doesn't raise any any questions really. But in reality, I think Derek Carr would make some rosters in the NFL really good. Like really good. There's some there's some rosters out there that are just missing a quarterback. 
if he somehow ended up on the Broncos, now they probably wouldn't trade him in division, so he would have to end up being a free agent. It, it would probably not happen, right? right? But this is a good example. That's easily a wild card team without a doubt. People would be like, oh, well, they have Teddy Bridgewater, and he's basically the same quarterback as Derek Carr. No, 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 no. Not even close. Derek, Derek Carr is the only reason Vegas wins anymore. The only reason. Their offensive line was ranked 20, or I'm sorry, it is ranked 26th going into this year. Their wide receiver group is ranked 26th going into this year. Their defense is ranked 25th. Their coach hasn't had a winning record in a while. Derek Carr is a nurse for Vegas's issues. That's it. Could you imagine him on a, on a talented roster? He could upgrade weapons, coaches, defense. If you don't think that Miami come week eight's four and three, right? They're seven weeks into the season. They're going into week eight. They're four and three. Two is you know underachieving, but their defense is swarming. Their line looks like they're better. The weapons are good. They have good weapons. They're all not. They're not injured. It's a good team. They could win right now. And then you call Vegas and say, hey, you can dump Derek Carr's salary. We'll give you a rookie quarterback on a rookie salary so they can give it a shot with Tua. Give him a couple picks. Maybe I'd say for Derek Carr, probably a couple seconds, a second and a fourth maybe, and and Tua. You tell me the Raiders wouldn't entertain that call if they're sitting there at you know, two and five because they have a really bad team and a coach that I don't think is good. You don't think they're going to entertain a, a, a little slight rebuild with a quarterback who, yeah, I, I have my reservations about Tua, but it's better than going full-blown rebuild like rebuild mode with a, with a no-name quarterback. That's true. At least he's young, moldable, has a little bit of talent there. It has a little bit of experience and and understands the yeah. pace of the game. In, it's in not the a NFL. full-blown, hey, we're going to go get a developmental rookie quarterback, right? You already have someone that's been there. Yeah, you can have your doubts, but it, it could be worse for the Raiders. And we'll get to our doubts later in the show, though. Absolutely. I mean, I think Miami could win with their car right now. I think that that's easily a, a team that could win probably one, maybe two playoff games, make a serious push. Yeah. I think they would probably have to go in as a wild card because I, I do believe Buffalo is the best team in that division. I think they're better than New England, especially if you get Derek Carr because then Bill Belichick's, you know, his, his reign on young quarterbacks is slightly, you know, scaled back. Derek Carr, I'm not going to say Derek Carr is going to go up and light up Bill Belichick. Yeah. But, I mean, he's a competent quarterback. He's been around the block. He's not going to get fooled like a Tua, like Josh Allen has been for years, like Sam Darnold was for years. I'm just saying. I I think the Raiders would take the call. And I think I, I think Derek Carr, within the next year, I'm going to make a prediction here. It's going to long term. Within the next year, Derek Carr is is going to be on a different team. And I, I think he's going to realize it this year when they drafted a developmental tackle prospect. Last year, they or the last three years, they've overdrafted at every step of the way. You drafted Henry Ruggs. Judy was on the board. Justin Jefferson was on the board. They, they've overdrafted it at every turn. Mike Mayock and John Gruden. I'm going to sit there and say they don't know what they're doing. But they're not winning, so, I mean, there's no results. None. None. No, nothing that they're doing is translating to wins. Gruden wins something like 40% of his games in um, in December. When, the, when it counts, when you're getting down to the last couple games, Gruden doesn't win. 
his win. I just I, I don't see it. I think Derek Carr could 100% go somewhere and make a lot of rosters really good. Yeah. Like a Miami, like I said. Uh, I'm trying to think of other rosters. I know that Chicago has Justin Fields, but Chicago, he'd be really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that's what I think. That's what I think. So, getting into the MLB. Oh, sorry. I got I to write that down, my prediction. Right, yeah. Get that down. So, we discussed it. Was it last episode or two episodes ago? I think two episodes in ago. In the debate. Yeah. Was, should pitchers be allowed to use some sort of foreign substance um, to enhance their grip? And, um, you know, I was for either make it make it all legal or make it all illegal. Pick one or the other. And the MLB has now come out and made it all illegal, which is what you, what you wanted. Yeah, we're going to get to how, how I was right. Yeah. So, what do you think about the situation? Do you like what the so, MLB came out and did? I was right when I said it last time. I predicted that they would just completely ban it, right? Now I'm going back and forth a little bit. Because you think, okay, so this is to to even the playing field, this so-called playing field between a pitcher and a, and a hitter, right? Yeah. I'm sitting there and go, okay, so a pitcher's throwing out there just piece of leather and a ball. Say, go chuck. Don't get hit by the ball if it comes back to you. But go, go chuck. Meanwhile, a batter has a, a laser, a laser, you know, fitted bat that's perfectly weighted for their liking it's got the the this the you know the barrel in just the perfect spot for the hitter because they like it you know it's either end loaded or handle loaded right they can put pine tar on it they can put a grip on it they can, they can do anything they want basically but a pitcher can't use a, a little bit of you know a little bit of tack to give them a little extra a little extra zip on the ball so we, we, what are we doing here? They get an extra grip on the ball, but a batter can use Pontar to get an extra grip on the bat. But we're not allowed to use grip on the ball, huh? It just seems a little bit backwards, a little bit backwards. Now I see where they're coming from, wanting to get rid of it, right? You don't want anything polluting your game, and it's an offensive game. You gotta, you gotta keep the runs coming. And if you, these guys are using four substances and they keep shoving, like Jacob Degrom has let up no runs. <laughs> He's not using foreign substance, but it, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, all these pitchers are absolutely insane right now. Like, Carlos Rodon throwing no People that have never, I've never heard of in my life. John Means, Carlos Rodon, Spencer Turnbull, they all have no hitters this year. Who are they? I don't know. Who are they? They're all using foreign substances. So, that it's frustrating when you see it contribute too much to success, right? Mm-hmm. It, if it can give you a slight competitive advantage, that's fine. But if you are a no-name guy and, like, Carlos Rodon, you're now a Cy Young candidate, can we talk? Like, there's something going on here. Something's going on. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about what the, them banning it? I think it's good because now you just have a clear answer either way. And that's what it had to be from the beginning. You needed to be clear on it. Either say what was legal and what you could use, or just come out and say, look, nothing. Absolutely nothing. 
and then actually now now they have to prove that they're going to enforce it right i know that's going to get interesting so i think a lot of these games this week and next are going to be pretty interesting be a little bit dicey i let's just say this i'm gonna tune in for sure yeah to a couple of the games um if anything this story and kind of press has just brought the mlb more publicity so yeah I think they're happy with it, honestly, with how much yeah. it's brought them. Yeah, they probably are because, you know, people say like, oh, well, there's just one saying that, you know, all press is good press. Like, there's no bad press. Like, even bad press is good press, yeah. Yeah. And this is, that's kind of true here. I don't normally believe in that because I'm thinking like, you know, if someone's coming out bashing you, like, yeah, I guess it's press. But at the end of the day, like, that's not good. Like, you're not a fan of that, right? Yeah. But I mean. Yeah. But in this situation... I actually do think, since this was a problem that's already happening, it's not like bad press is going to make it worse. Yeah. So that bad press ends up just being good publicity, I guess. Um, speaking of, like, you know, bad press, good press, all this, this you know, walking the fine line, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have been doing it all off season. Yeah. Um, um, the, the, I think, I want to say president of football operations, uh, Mark Murphy, has... He first of all he said it's best that you know conversations and comments between me and Aaron stay behind or stay between me and Aaron right that we don't talk publicly and like don't release statements publicly and stuff like that saying like let's keep it private which I thought was the right thing to do say come out and say hey look you know this has gone a little bit too far let's keep it in house we'll figure it out okay let's mm-hmm. not go broadcasting everything and then he goes out at a some sort of speaking event and goes, yeah, well, Aaron's a complicated fella. What are you doing? You're just lighting the situation on fire again. Yep. So then Aaron responded at the little press conference wearing the I'm Offended shirt saying, oh, this offseason's been so chill. I've been able to do whatever I want. Yeah. So he answered, and this is Roger saying, it's been one of those quiet off-seasons you dream about where you can kind of just go through your process on your own quietly. That's all you can ask for as an older player in the league and as someone who's been around for a long time and just enjoys that time to yourself, just relax, to not be bothered, to not have any obligations or anything going on. I think that's what this off-season has been about. I It's been about really enjoying my time, spending it where I want to spend it and not feeling it like I have to go anywhere, not having any responsibilities. See, now obviously he said in a, a different, like a slightly different tone, right? I got the sarcastic vibe from the from his tone. So did I. Like it seemed like he was kind of you know poking fun at the whole situation. I mean, I'm not surprised. They they just keep going back and forth, back and forth. How do you think they mend it? What's your what's your solution? Start drafting better. Start proving to Aaron that you're going to build something around him. Right? I mean, look, Devontae Adams is great. He's great. But you need more pieces. Like, that's all he's had for years. That's like the last piece I can remember, really, that's been that influential that he's been able to throw the ball to. Right? So Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, the the organization hasn't done anything. They don't really have an owner. They're owned by, like, the people the of city. Green Bay. Yeah, like the, the city, yeah, the little small town. So, look, I I like it because it's different and it has that small town feel and that... 
but the NFL is a large, large business. And I don't think little town Green Bay can keep up with a fast-paced Los Angeles owner and somebody that wants to win and somebody that has the power to go out and get the players they want and give their quarterback what they want. Yeah, I agree. I think right now, see, that's like long-term saying, hey, you know, we're going to draft better, this, that. I think that happens. I think the whether it's the GM or Mark Murphy or someone from the Packers organization comes to Aaron and says, Let's sit down together. Let's do a press release, and then let's 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 hash some some things out. You know, it's gone too far. We still want you as our quarterback. At the end of the day, you know, we're not going to trade you because if we trade the MVP of the league, that's a forever a stain on our record. That's just not going to happen. Unfortunately, if you want that to happen, I'm sorry, I got to shut that down. But we can still work on things here. And then they release the press statement. The Packers apologize for not giving him more say in the organization. Apologize for, you know, getting rid of Jordy Nelson when Aaron Rodgers clearly wanted Jordy Nelson around. Telling him, you will have more say. You know, we will do this, this, this. But you have to do this, this, and this. Instead of making $40 million against the cap this year, how about 32 and we can get you at least a B-plus receiver? Right. And Aaron goes, okay. You know what I mean? So it's things like that. I think that's how it has to it has to work. You have to release something in the press that's an official statement and then say nothing else about the matter. Everything else is in-house. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers asked about it, you know, in some golf presser. He just says, yeah, we're working on it. That's it. Done. Period. I, I don't understand how this has gotten this far. That's true. I agree with that. Le'Veon Bell came out and said something really not smart. And that's kind of a Le'Veon Bell thing to do. I was going to say, it's not that far off what I'm used to hearing from him. So Le'Veon's been kind of not smart throughout his career, right? Leaves Pittsburgh for Lord knows whatever reason and went to... The Jets. The Jets, bro. The Jets. What are you doing? Why would he go to... That's like a story out today. Jameson Crowder took a pay cut to stay with the Jets. <laughs> Who takes a pay cut to stay with the Jets? Nobody. Sam Darnold could not get on the flight to North Carolina quick enough. The, he could not contain his excitement when he got what traded there, yeah. When he got traded to, to Carolina. So Le'Veon leaves Pittsburgh and goes to the Jets. What, what are you doing? Does not doesn't get along with Adam Gase, which I'm not surprised, but can't really get along with anyone in the organization. Is it's kind of a, a flake there, misses games, not really committed. Then he goes to I don't know one of the best coaches ever, who has one of the best teams ever with Mahomes and Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey have a great culture, and then he leaves there, and he's going to say something along the lines of. I will never play for Andy Reid again. And then he goes, oh, he said some this and this and this. What I'm guessing he said was, hey, son, you're not committed enough. Get out of my locker room. And so now Le'Veon's harboring some bad feelings. I wouldn't be surprised at all. What has he shown us thus far that we're going to go, no, you know what, you're right. Le'Veon is going to give us an educated, you know, real good take here. Um, You know, he always... Always says the right thing. 
He's just like Dak Prescott at the podium. He just always says the right thing, uber respectful. No, he likes to rustle some feathers. Look, I, I don't think Le'Veon's a... No, you know what? I, I'm not going to say I don't think he's bad, dude. I, I don't think he's a terrible guy, right? He's just his personality to go in there and ruffle some feathers. But there's a clear, defined culture in Kansas City. No, There's no credibility to what he's saying. None. Right. If anyone trusts Le'Veon Bell, what, let's look at the history here, huh? Andy Reid has never really said anything bad. Been a pretty good dude at every stop. At every stop. Mahomes is a really good dude. Travis Kelsey seems like he'd be awesome to hang out with. He just, he's got that Gronk feel where he's kind of fun, right? Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill is an absolute animal. Always in the lab, always getting faster. Their line's good. They have a, a defensive leader like Tyron Matthew who shot back at Le'Veon Bell and be like, "Hey, man, you don't you don't get us. You're you're not here. You don't you don't get it." I have a feeling that Le'Veon wasn't committed, and that team has strong leaders that have probably said, "Hey." do this come on like either work or get out and he's probably not a fan probably not a fan i get that vibe with him a lot that's my take he didn't want to show up for work with with pittsburgh and then he even did that like you said in in new york not the most dependable guy the reputation's not really on his side um but i mean i agree wherever he ends up good luck to the coach yeah um so vladdy jr insane he now, what, leads the league, what, 21 or 22 home runs? 22, yeah. I think 22. Um, right now, he's my AL MVP. He's hitting 330, I think, with I, an ungodly amount of RBIs. What's he hitting? Okay, so he's uh, hitting 345. Three, even better than 330. 345. 345 with a 450 on-base percentage. That's gross. What's his OPS? I don't even want to know. Uh, I don't know. 22 home runs. Hold on, I'm checking now. OPS of like okay, well, nine hundred, maybe. I don't like Yahoo Sports. I'm not a fan. Fox Sports is usually the way to go for me. He's just he he's been a beast. Yeah, and and it's in the moments where he he comes up big at Fenway to take the lead in the ninth three run blast on, or maybe it wasn't three two run three. Run. Onto the street behind the Green Monster. Like, he has been an animal. He's come up clutch for them. He's been a leader. I, I, I'm happy with what I see with Vlad. I was wrong, and we're going to get to that later. But I, I'm i really happy with with what Vlad's done. And then they have a good young core. Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio. Yeah. Did you find any stats? Could you, yeah, I mean, here, could you be slower? His OPS right now Thank is you. 1.139. That's insane. But the, the league average isn't like seven. It's like point seven hundred. The league average is point seven nine one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, he's like thirty five percent better than it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, his career. He's eight seventy one. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he had like a couple games last season. So right, but yeah. I'm just saying. He's yeah, he's he's, he's been, impressive. Yeah, he's been really, really good, and we're gonna talk about him a little bit more later. It's a big fella, six two two fifty. But we're gonna take a break here, and when we get back, we'll talk a little bit about two, a little bit about Big Ben, and a game for you. Hey guys, it's Tim from the Issue. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to my new favorite performance brand, Rep Sports, and in specific, Raise Energy. That's R A Z E. Skip the sugary energy drinks that always have a crash. Go get some Raise Energy. 
zero sugar, high in amino acids, get their pre-workouts and protein powder, hyper sleep aids, and more. Anything you need to keep your body performing at its peak, you can find at repsports.com. We'll put the link down in the description for this episode. Use code TIMBO, that's T-I-M-B-O, for 15% off along with other benefits. Like I said, the link and the code will be in the description for this episode, so go check it out. Second segment here on a Wednesday. A um, lot to get to. going to start with NFL, start with Tua. Uh, and the whole situation in Miami, right? So, can we just stop and accept the fact that Tua didn't burst into the league the way it seems that his fanboys thought that he would? Like, can we just say that? Because there was a lot of hype behind him coming in. His rookie year, coming out of college. I mean, even we liked him. You liked him a lot. I thought he was better than Burrow, but he's not. We'll get to that. So, in 10 starts, he threw for around 1,800-ish yards. So, let's just... Quick math, quick math. It's about 180 yards a game. Yeah. He threw for 11 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, and had a completion percentage of 64%. And a long pass of 35 yards. Now, that... That's the issue. That's the issue. It was never, oh, can Tua make the throw? He's accurate. But it's the explosive play. Keep going. Like I was going to say, the 35-yard long, it it doesn't hold that much weight to it. It's not really that uber important, but it does show his limitations. He's not the type of guy that's going to make a big play that's going to energize an offense. He hasn't done it. Right? I'm with you. I mean, a long pass of 35 yards... How many how many times have the Steelers had a thirty five yard gain and we're just like nice like you yeah. know like I mean, it's a he big usually game. happens like I mean gains of thirty plus now I know they're they're not I'm not considering say they're easy to come by you an average team could could for sure get about ten a year right on top of this he's shown himself to be wildly inconsistent having to be pulled for Ryan Fitzpatrick okay and. The Miami Dolphins are good. They got the wrong dude at quarterback. Couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. I think the my argument has never been his accuracy or his ability to make safe, good NFL throws. You know, within a certain range. Because I don't think his arms all that strong. My issue has always been throws downfield, or you know, hey. There's a free rusher. You got to roll to your left and throw a dart thirty yards down the field. Because nowadays, offensive lines are deteriorating, and his isn't very good. It's it, it's it's average. It's getting better, but it's not great. You're gonna have some free rushers. You're gonna have some pressure. Can you roll to your left and throw a dart? Can you roll to your lo- to your right and at least get some? Can you make something out of nothing? Because Josh Allen does. Within your own division, Josh Allen does. I think Zach Wilson, who hasn't even played a snap yet, is at least more athletic than Tua. Right. I think Cam Newton's going to make something happen. Now, Mac Jones, if he ends up being the quarterback there, he's not dynamic either. He's almost exactly like Tua from the right side. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit bigger, but that, that's about it. Um, so I just I don't see it. I think the issue has always been there's no there's not a lot of it. There's not a lot of explosive plays that make you say, oh. Even Josh Allen wasn't great, could not throw, 
early in his career, wildly inaccurate and inconsistent. He gave him a chance because he's 6'6", 250 as a quarterback. He's yeah. Cam Newton that can throw. Right. So you give him a chance. Um, you know who's also a really big quarterback? The guy here in Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger. Um, yeah, saw a story that Big Ben says the offense is like really hard to learn with the new uh, with the new OC Matt Canada. Yeah. Now he, they do say that you know not older people. I'm not trying to call Ben like an elder, but you know once you get past when your brain's developing, it's it's harder to learn things. Mm-hmm. That, that's just a fact. It says it right here. Ben said, when you have the same offense or a similar offense for 17 years and all of a sudden something looks the same but is called something completely different, it's very different and it's a big challenge, Roethlisberger said. It is. The verbiage is the biggest thing. At the end of the day, most of these NFL offenses we consider so, well, this scheme is better than that. At the end of the day, most of the schemes are almost exactly the same. They're just called something different and presented in a slightly different way. Right. Like, you could line up in, in 12 personnel, two tight, two tights, 12 personnel, but you could do it in a bunch of different ways. No. So at the end of the day, all these teams have the same thing, but the verbiage is just different from team to team and, you know, system to system. Like, a Matt Canada brings in a whole new thing of verbiage. Yeah, it's hard, and do I necessarily want to hear him say it? Not really. <laughs> I mean, like, it doesn't make me feel good. But at the end of the day, like, I didn't think it was going to be, like, easy <laughs> right, I didn't. I didn't expect him to come out and be like, "Oh, it's a breeze. We're fine. It's exactly like last year." Actually, that I would be kind of upset. I'd be like, "Well, I don't want it exactly like last year. That's why we have a new guy." So you know, I'm I'm happy it's hard in a way because look, when's the last time Ben was really really test? Like when he was tested, when you were like, "Hey, man, we got to see what you're made of here a little bit." It's Pro- been a long time. Probably when I mean, I'm talking in a major way. Yeah, game to game, he's like, "Hey, fourth quarter, we need you." you. Know, I would say career wise, the last time. Would be the Tomlin taking over. He has to prove himself to a new coach. I right? agree. I agree. Um, I think also after he got like the uh, second or third, because he's been on, he's had like three or four contracts now. I think it was after his second or third contract where you know he started making the big money, mm-hmm. and when you make the big money, you got to you got to perform. So outside of like those two times, he hasn't really been tested and said, "Hey, you got to be the guy right now," and we're giving him another year. The 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 coaching staff and the front office said, hey, we should probably move on to a younger quarterback. But we're going to give it another ride with Ben. You owe it to them to say to, to show a little bit of dog. You know, hey, you're 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 kind of backed up into the corner here. See what, you, see what we got. See what we're made of. Let's do it. I'm happy about about it being hard. I, I think it'll be fine. I, I'm not reading too much into it. Yeah. So a new game here on the show. It's Ooh, called okay. Hit or Miss. Uh, first segment of it. So basically, we just go back. We find some old takes that we gave on our show. We find where we hit, and we find where we missed. So if you want to start that off, first up with a hit. Carson Wentz to Indianapolis. We said this on the show. We said Carson Wentz is going to go to Indianapolis. Frank Reich's the coach. Um. And, and Wentz had the best season of his career under Frank Reich. We knew he wanted out of town. We knew Philly probably wanted him out of town as well. It was a split that was going to happen. And we said, hey, he's going to go. At the end of the day, the league is all about relationships. Who do you know? There's a reason Tim Tebow is a technically tight end on an NFL 
off-season roster right now. Say that out loud because he knows Urban Meyer. It's all about who you know. Right. Where the issue was wrong. Vladdy Guerrero. I said, I think I did one of my rants. I said, he just doesn't have it. We're all kind of trying to compare him to his dad. I don't think he's going to be it. I don't think he's... The hard hard hit rate wasn't enough for me. He just wasn't putting enough barrel on the ball. He was striking out too much. Wow, he's proving wrong. A 450 on base percentage, hitting 340-something. Leads the league in homers. Should be the AL MVP if the season ends today. Obviously, it's a long season, but nonetheless... He's on fire. Where the issue hit. Foreign substances, I we literally just talked about it two weeks ago. I said the MLB's probably gonna ban it. Ban it everything. They're not gonna say, Oh, you can use this, not that I said they're probably gonna ban it. I don't think that they should, going back and forth in my own head, I think now there should be some something regulated to help pitchers because there's a bunch of stuff that helps hitters, so you know, I I, I I was right there. Where the issue missed. Russell Wilson for MVP. I thought I had it this past year. He started off really good. And then he just kind of fizzled out a little bit. The uh, offensive coordinator in the... in the So in, the, in, the, in those games, he was passing a lot. Not too much, but, you know, 30-plus times. Having really good games, especially statistical games. They were winning... And then they switch back to the Pete Carroll. Let's run the ball for the whole first quarter and then have Russ dig us out of a hole late because we're down. And uh, that wasn't a recipe for Russ to get the MVP. That just doesn't work out. You know, you can't work off one half of stats. So Where the issue hit. Le'Veon Bell leaving Pittsburgh. Oh, we didn't have the podcast when that happened, but, you know, ask my friends and family and ask you. I said, that's dumb. What yeah. What is he doing? Like, also... Similar to Jameson Crowder, who took a pay cut to go to the Jets. Le'Veon Bell had more money on the table here than he got in New York. And at the end of the day, you're going to the Jets. And uh, it hasn't worked out for him. He's now been shunned by probably, not even shunned, but I'm guessing Andy Reid's not a huge fan of him now, right? Right. He's now been, he, you know, went and disrespected one of the best, not only coaches, but guys in the league. Um, so that's not going to really bode well for him getting another job. He, he's doing some not smart things, that's all. Right. Where the issue missed. I said Tua would be better than Joe Burrow, and uh, I was wrong. I thought Burrow was more of a one-hit wonder type of deal at LSU because he was surrounded by insane talent, and everyone on his team was significantly better than most of the people they were playing. Like, when he lined up, him and 10 other dudes, out of those 11 guys, about 8 of them were more talented than the than 8 of the Alabama players, right? Right. But I was wrong. Burrow's got that it factor. He's got that swag that I kind of overlooked. Two has always been, like, oh, quiet and not as verbal and doesn't really give you as much it on the field and off. Burrow, Burrow gives you all of it. He's a, I think he's a better athlete. I didn't think he could run better than two. Oh, he's a way better athlete. He's a bigger athlete, too, so he's going to be a little bit more durable. Right. He, well, we think. He's hurt now, but that's because they have a terrible offensive line. You're hoping he's more a little bit more durable. He's a bigger athlete. Um, I was wrong. I thought thought Burrow was not going to be better than Tua, but he is. Okay, so that is hit and miss. Uh, first, 
first uh, segment of that, and definitely will not be the last. We have this is our eighty fourth episode, so we have a lot of takes to go back on and, and look. Oh yeah, um, but it was a good one. Yeah, don't go anywhere though. Segment three, we will have our debate, probably one of our favorites. So don't miss it. What's up, guys? It's the uh, boys here from The Issue. We just wanted to give the guys over at Rockville a formal shout-out. Yeah, they are fantastic. They have everything from lighting to audio for your car, your boat, and power sports, along with, you know, that's even where we got our new equipment for the studio. Yeah, no, absolutely. For some great equipment, um, hit up Rockville Audio. Check out their great prices um, for all your audio, uh, podcast, microphone needs. What is up, America? Second, no, third segment now. Wow. They're, they're flying segment. by today. Yeah. It's good. Um, a lot to talk about. We have... We already talked our, about a lot of it, yeah. Our debate. We have another game. Two games today. Yeah, I, I think it's fun. You know, I like games. Trying I, to, I, wanna, I don't want to be bored. Right, exactly. And I think when we get the games and especially in our third segment right by this point we're both warmed up we're both in the swing of things right a debate segment right now get firing i think it's good yeah i agree so i want to preface this debate so let's let's put the topic out there the topic is how good we think justin herbert can be okay i want to preface this by saying i think justin herbert is a phenomenal talent I don't think he's going to be as good as people think. Because people are crowning him, you know, the next Mahomes. And uh, he's doing things at the quarterback position no one else has ever done. I mean, yes, he is breaking records, so I guess that is fair to say. But I don't I don't think it's going to be just, you know, dandelions and, you know, picking dandelions and, and laying back and he's just going to be really good. I think it's going to be really hard for him to to become successful. Let's look in his own division. I like Derek Carr a lot. I'm not saying I think Herbert automatically. Right now, I think Herbert's better than Carr. I'm not trying to say that. But Derek Carr's not a bad quarterback by any means. Patrick Mahomes is obviously a better quarterback right now. Derek Carr's the second-best quarterback in his division. When has the second-best quarterback in their division done anything you mean justin herbert's the second best yeah 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 justin herbert's the second best quarterback in his division when have the when has the second most talented quarterback in any division done anything ben for the longest time was the most talented quarterback in the division he was better than joe flacco he was better than whoever cincinnati was rolling out at the time like you know carson palmer and then a bunch of no names um he was better than any Cleveland quarterback. I think right now, aging, he's not. I think he's actually probably the fourth most talented quarterback, Big Ben is. So, he had Super Bowls because he was the best quarterback in his division. Nobody knows any of the other quarterbacks. Flacco is the maybe the only quarterback that I can think of that's the second best and won a Super Bowl. Think about when Brady was in his reign. Who was the second best quarterback in that division? Josh Allen was still young at the time. Doesn't count. He wasn't even there, really. Um, Miami could never get it right. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was probably the second most talented quarterback in that division. Look what happened to him. How about now that Deshaun Watson is, uh, you know, we see that he's a great quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is the second best quarterback in that division. Ryan Tannehill is not going to win a Super Bowl. Period. 
Let's go over to Aaron Rodgers and when Matt Stafford was in in Detroit. He was the second most talented quarterback in that division at all times, Terry Rodgers. He's never won anything. Now that Brady's in Tampa, who's the second most talented quarterback? Matt Ryan. You really think Matt Ryan's doing anything this year? He's going to have a good year, I think. Statistically, he always has statistical good years. Is he going to go win a Super Bowl? No. Got there, couldn't win. Who's the second best quarterback in that Philly in that Philly division? I'd say Dak's number one. Who's number two? Maybe Daniel Jones, number two. You think Daniel Jones is going to go light the world on fire? No. Who's the second best quarterback in the uh, second most talented quarterback in the NFC West right now? Probably Matt Stafford again. Is he is he going to win a Super Bowl? Maybe, maybe he might be the only time that the second most talented quarterback. Right. So that's my point. Herbert's going to be the second most talented quarterback in his own division for now. For now, I guess, but it, it, it's going to be really hard to win. It's going to be really hard to win. Right. And I mean, but when has the NFL ever been picking dandelions? I mean, this dude's breaking records in the NFL already. He's already facing, you have to face extreme amounts of adversity in the NFL to even go and, and break a single record, a single rookie record, let alone a multitude of them. Well, and he had the 32nd worst, or thir- yeah, 32nd best, so the worst offensive line in the league, too, so. Yeah, I mean, he's had, he's done all this with little to no pieces, lawn furniture to throw to, right, just nothing around him. But he's still well, he's got, he's been able de- to do he's good. Got decent weapons. He's got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. He had Hunter Henry. He's got Austin Eckler. He's got decent weapons. His line just isn't good. Right. His defense is fine. We don't know about the coach yet. He's the new coach this year, so we won't, we don't really know about him. I just think we need to slow down, pump the brakes on Herbert's going to have this this really good career. I think he's he's going to end up like a quarterback. Kind of actually, I I compared him to Matt Stafford just because Matt Stafford's the second best quarterback in the division with a legend ahead of him, and I think Mahomes at this point, he's had the best start to any career, maybe ever. Been to two Super Bowls, won one, Super Bowl MVP, regular MVP, was a coin flip away from a third Super Bowl in, in that year when he lost to Brady in overtime. If Brady doesn't get the ball first, I'm, I, I think Mahomes goes and scores. Yeah. He's already a legend, so I think that in that regard, the the Stafford comparison is fair. I think Herbert's probably going to end up having... I don't even think Stafford's won a playoff game. I think Herbert's going to win playoff games. I think he's going to get to playoffs more regularly. He's going to win more. But at the end of the day, you look up and go, ooh, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and I'm rocking with... I And Justin Herbert's on. I'm rocking with Brandon Staley. I have no idea who that guy is. Um, he's brand new here. The defense is hurt again because they always get hurt. Derwin James hasn't stayed healthy. Joey Bosa's in and out. Melvin Ingram's in and out. Not a lot of reliable pieces there, and you're and you're going against probably the most reliable team. When's the last time Travis Kelsey missed the game? No clue. How about Tyreek Hill? Don't know. Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. You know, he'll miss like a half here and there. Andy Reid? Always on his game. It's just not, it's not easy, right? I don't think Mahomes, or I don't think Herbert is going to have everything go right for him to sit there and, and win a bunch of Super Bowls. And I think it's mostly from where he ended up. If he ended up in a weak division like that that Texans division, even though Deshaun Watson there, I think quickly Herbert could be a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. I think he's a better thrower of the football already than Deshaun. I think it's just because of Deshaun's playmaking ability, I think he's still better than Herbert right now. But if Herbert would have landed in, you know, Tennessee, 
if Tennessee needed a quarterback, Herbert ended up in Tennessee, oh my God, yeah, 100%, I think he's won the Super Bowls. Absolutely. It's just hard to be the second most talented quarterback in your division. That's all I'm saying. There is truth to that because, I mean, yeah, if you don't win the division... It's a very hard path, it, Super Bowl. It's a really hard. It's a really hard path. It's been done before, especially going through Arrowhead, Buffalo. Think about the teams right. you have to go through and where they are. Arrowhead in the playoffs, loudest stadium in the world. Buffalo in January with Bills Mafia. <laughs> like, come on. I know, and that's a warm weather team doing that. I mean, but you could make that argument for any AFC quarterback right now, really. Like, okay, if Joe Burrow's going to want to win, guess where he's going to have to go through? He's going to have to go through Arrowhead. He's going to have to go through Buffalo. He's going to have to go... Yeah, every but, yeah but not if you win the division. If you win the division, you don't have to go so through that. You yeah, think- at the end of the day, maybe in the championship game you have to. Imagine playing all road games. All road games. Yeah, which, I mean, you think Burrow's going to win the division in the AFC North ever? No, but I don't think he's ever going to get a wild card either. Yeah. So I don't I don't think we even have to talk about Burrow when he's winning playoff games right now. That's true. Think about, like, a ba- like if Baker... If Baker snuck in as a wild card, you know, the, the Browns as a wild card team, say they don't win the division, right? Like they did this year. Yeah, they're a wild card team, right? And they have to go on the road. Say they're the, the seven seed, right? They're seven now. So they would play, what, the the two, right? Yeah. So who's the two? Probably Buffalo. Probably Buffalo. So then you go to Buffalo in January. Have fun. <laughs> so then you'd... St- even if you somehow win that, right? We're gonna we're gonna play it out as if they have a, a playoff run, right? Say you win that, you're still the lowest seeded team. So then you're gonna go to Kansas City in January again, where it snows a lot, and and, and it's so loud you can't even hear your own voice in your head. It's insane. Best fans in the in the in the, in the world. And then if they somehow get past that, who would be their next? Like probably probably Baltimore, maybe. Probably at Baltimore. Probably at Baltimore. That's a brutal stretch. You're not getting through that. You have to win your division if you want or any like chance a, in the like AFC. Or like a dark horse, like you go to Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, or like a Tennessee whose fans are also really good. And a Mike Vrabel in the playoffs who is insane. Yeah, he's. A, I think he's a really good coach. They made a really good run this past year playing all on the road, so it can be done, but it's just really, really hard with these AFC teams. You right. have to win your division. That's why I don't think Herbert... It's not looking good because he's probably not going to win a division the majority of the years. I think so, but I, I do think he's going to be a really good quarterback, though. I, I understand you wanting people to pump the brakes, and I don't think anybody should be out here saying that he's going to be a generational talent. Well, we, we've generational seen talent, year. but generational success. Right, and we've seen one year of him, right? Yeah. He did break out in that rookie year. He yeah. had a great year. Yeah. I think this year is going to be even better, but I, I'm not ready to sit here and, and crown him um, some leg, like some huge legacy achievement award for his career. I mean, we've seen one one season, um, so you're going to have to replicate that. Show me that you can replicate that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And uh, yeah, see where it goes. But all right, let's get into our game now. Sounds good. I love games. Uh, so we did the quarterbacks to car to car brands. Yep. Nowadays, the world's getting uber technology-based. So, I thought we would do running backs to social media platforms. Okay. 
So basically, you're comparing NFL running backs to a social media to, platform. Yeah, right to now. a social media platform like a Twitter, you know, Instagram, all that. By the way, this game is brought to you by Raise Energy over there at Rep Sports. Uh, go ahead and get yourself go get a Flag Day Shaker. You can get a free camo hat when you spend, I want to say it is $65. You can go get a BOGO on powders. You buy one, get one free of all the powders. So you can get protein powder, pre-workout, hyper-sleep aid. Spend $75, get a free shaker bottle as well. Thank you for them over there. Um, okay, running backs to social media brands. Let's start with who I think is probably the top running back in the, in the league right now, Christian McCaffrey. I think he's TikTok. TikTok's flashy. It's it's new, relatively. Well, they, they've had the, the, what, Musical.ly is what it was called, right? Yeah. Well, they had that, but they used to have an app. It wasn't that great, and then they refurbished it and made it way better and way flashier. Christian McCaffrey's basically taken all the receiving backs and stuff before him and said, yeah, but I'm going to make it better and be the best at both running and receiving. And, uh, you know, TikTok offers a lot of variety. Um, you can go on there and do DIY cooking a steak. You can find funny things. You can find sports things. You can do anything. Christian McCaffrey does everything. Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry's Facebook. Here's why. Derrick Henry's got that old style, run down your throat, punch you in the mouth. They're gonna. It's not always flashy. It's not always, you know, fun and easy. It's a lot of... It's a lot of uh, tough, right? Facebook has been around. It's not always the flashiest social media site to go on to. Right. But it's not necessarily a bad one. Your grandma's on there. Yeah. Still the most popular. I would say, and Derek Henry's right now statistically the best. And statistically, Facebook's the most popular. Yes. Saquon Barkley. Take yes. What do you think he is? Mm. I want to say Twitter. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Here's why. Because I would say Twitter is... I don't, I don't, Twitter's a great place to see highlights, right? Oh, I, I, go to, I go to Twitter for most of my sports. Yeah. You see snippets of NBA and MLB, and you see, you know, home runs and touchdowns. And, and fights. It, it gives you clips and highlights of everything, right? But it's also still a fun app to be on, right? Absolutely. Saquon, his highlights are insane. Insane. His workout videos are, are, are awesome. He's a highlight real player, a big-time player. And uh, Twitter's a highlight place. All right, how about Alvin Kamara? He's Instagram. He's Instagram because he is that new age, that flashiness that Instagram brings. Right. But he's also an uber-reliable player. Doesn't really get hurt. You're getting roughly the same performance from him almost every week. He's a very reliable player. Instagram's pretty reliable now that they're owned by Facebook. They're a very stable organization. Kamara's a very stable back. You know, he also doesn't take a lot of beatings, so you think, oh, he could probably be there for another, you know, four or five years, which is a lot more for a running back because he's already been here for, what, three or four? Yeah. So that'd be a fairly, you know, long prime that I think he could still, you know, be in. I think Instagram, it's been around for a while. It's going to keep getting better. It's stable. It's reliable but still flashy like Camara. And finally, we did a little bit of banging on Le'Veon Bell today. And it's going to keep going. He's MySpace. Because he thought he was so cool and so good, and now nobody likes him and it sucks, right? (laughs) 
Nobody's on MySpace anymore. No. I don't, nobody. I've never, I've never once met somebody or saw anything that was like, yeah, check out my MySpace. That not a thing anymore. I don't even, I, I don't even think it's a thing anymore. Well, now that you mentioned that, go check out the issue podcast on MySpace. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we don't have one. Yeah. So, so Le'Veon's that, you know, kind of. Nobody really talks about him anymore. At one point, there was discussion that he was the best back in the league. Everyone thought MySpace was the best thing in the league, and he's just not. He needs an offensive line. He's got that patient running style where he needs holes to open up, and if he doesn't have a top, you know, 10 line, it's just not going to work out. And so I think Le'Veon Bell is MySpace. So that was it. That was NFL running backs as social social media media platforms. I do like that, though. That was creative. It was creative. I I do. Put on my thinking cap, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, guys, that's basically all we have for you guys today. Yeah, it was a a good episode. Go over to our Instagram, um, at the underscore issue podcast. Then go to our Twitter, which is just at the issue podcast. Email us, theissuemailbox at gmail.com. And then sign up for our newsletter on our website. Um... So, guys, a lot of stuff new that will be out in the coming weeks. Um, next show will probably be next week, um, right? You're going on vacation, but you'll be back in about a week, yeah? You'll be back in about a week. All right, sounds good. Week in a couple days, yeah. So that's when the next episode will be. Keep going to our Instagram, guys. We're posting clips all the time um, of just you know little snippets from these conversations. Yeah. So go give it a listen. Go give it a like. Follow it. But, guys, thanks for listening, and that was The Issue.